this third service, we continue as we look at the word gateways to financial fortune. Gateways to financial fortune, part 2C. Gateways to financial fortune. Don't forget that this month has been tagged financial fortune is my heritage in Christ. It is your right. You are born into financial fortune. Once you become born again, it becomes your right to carry financial fortune, to flow in financial fortune. And we're going to look at the gateways that lead to this financial fortune. Now, my question this morning to you, yes, you, who told you you cannot be rich? Who lied to you that you too cannot have the kind of wealth that Abraham had? It is a lie of the devil that you are not counted amongst the rich. No, every believer is counted by heaven amongst the rich. It is your right. You were born into it. Your father, Jesus Christ, is wealthy. Our heavenly father is inside wealth. He's wealth himself. So how come you are even thinking that you cannot be rich? You know there are people who think that, forget this wealth thing, it's not meant for me. No! As long as you are a believer, you are entitled to the wealth of the earth. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8, he said, and God is able, not you, but God is able to make all grace abound towards you. And what will you use this grace for? He said that you always having all sufficiency in all things. It comes to cash, you are sufficient. It comes to cash, whether dollars or pounds or naira, you are sufficient. It comes to health, you are sufficient. Any area they turn to, you are very sufficient to handle the situation. It takes the grace of God. He says, and God is able to make it. God is able to give you that grace. Don't allow the devil deceive you that you cannot be rich. They said, as poor as church, right? right. Who is saying that now? It was a trick of the devil. Now that the church is prospering, now that you and I have seen the light and we are prospering, they are beginning to accuse us. You go to the internet, all manner of things about the church. But they were not talking about the church when the church was as poor as church rats. When nobody drove a car in the church. The church wants to build a small toilet. They will be disturbing the whole environment with a letter, an envelope. From office to office. Tell your neighbor, even the people on the other side, you are begging them, just put something inside the envelope. It is no longer like that. Because we have seen the light. Glory to Jesus. It says the blessings of the Lord. It maketh rich. And adds no sorrow to it, with it. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. So God has blessed us. So that we too can be rich. Our covenant father Abraham. The, Lord, the Bible says the Lord had blessed Abraham. In all things, Genesis 24 and verse 1. In all things, 
So anything you want to talk about, Abraham had it. Insufficiency. You too can have it. Isaac was blessed of God to the point where a whole nation, the Philistines began to envy him in Genesis chapter 26. You too can be rich. Jacob at the point where of famine, he heard that there was food in Egypt. He told his children, he didn't say, please go and check if they can, you can beg for palliatives. He said, take money and go and buy corn so that we will live and not die. It is poverty that kills, not wealth. Wicked devil. <laughs> when you are rich, you, don't, you, are, you are not going to die. Because you can afford, you people go to hospital and die because they cannot afford 5,000 naira for treatment. But when you are rich in all, and with all sufficiency, nothing embarrasses you. They don't chase your children out of school. Say because you have not completed or even paid school fees. We are blessed of God. I am rich. It doesn't matter what you see today. And I know that you too, you are rich. So we are stepping into our realms of financial dominion. Enough of beggarly looking. Some people have what they need in their pocket. But because begging is part of them, they still go ahead to beg and to borrow and become indebted. And begin to run away from people they shouldn't be running away from. But today, solution has come eventually. In the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was never embarrassed. They came for tax. They said, oh God, we embarrass you today. Pay tax. <laughs> and he laughed. He said, Peter, come. Go and use your skill. Your fishing skill. Go back again. Go there. He said, the first fish that you catch, you will find enough, sufficient to pay for all of us. He didn't begin to lobby them. Uh, you know I'm a man of God. <laughs> um, you can't embarrass me. No, he was not speaking grammar. He manifested. They came, he wanted to feed thousands of people. He was not asking, please, can you people see you? You bring one bag of rice. You bring one bag of beans. No, he said, where can't we find food to buy? He had sufficiency. The problem was not the money. The challenge was the volume of food they wanted to buy. They couldn't find it around there. You too can be rich. Don't allow the devil deceive you. Forget how you look now. That's not the issue. It is where you're going to that matters. When you know where you're going to, you will be excited to go there. Whether you eat or not, you know that when you get there, you will eat. Stay excited. Glory to Jesus. So, financial fortune, having plenty money, is your heritage. You were born into it. Don't run away from it. Don't pretend about it. And it runs on the covenant. The covenant, what's the covenant we had earlier on? The covenant is simply an agreement. God has agreed with us that this is what I will do 
when you do this. And that covenant has become a platform for God to bail us out of every harsh economic situations like the one we have found ourselves in. Because we are only empowered for wealth through covenant practice. Not covenant knowledge. Covenant practice. A lot of us know this truth, but how many of us are practicing it? It is in the practice that there is a failure, not in the knowledge. The knowledge abounds to us that how many of us have received grace to practice the covenant? Financial fortune answers to covenant work. In Genesis chapter 17 and verse 1, he told Abraham, walk with me and be thou perfect. Walk with me. He didn't say fly with me. So it is a step-by-step approach. You don't just know it today and become rich today. It is a walk. When you're walking, you put one step in front of the other first and then another step. It's step-by-step. A lot of people today, we know they are are poor. And then all of a sudden, there is a gap. And then we see that they are rich. It doesn't happen that way. There's something wrong. Everybody must be able to see the step-by-step approach. Those ones that there is a gap, explain to us what happened there. God doesn't work that way. It's a practice. (laughs) He takes you from 10 naira to 12 naira, to 13, gradually making sure he stabilizes you. Sometimes he leaves you on 13 naira so that you will learn some things first before he moves you to 14 naira. Yes, God doesn't have a problem moving you from 1 naira to 1 million naira. But he must teach you. Covenant practice is taught. You learn it. You learn it. And what is the covenant? It's found in Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. He said, as long as we call, there's something existing and it's called the earth. He said, seed time and harvest shall not cease. He mentioned a time to sow. He said seed time. But he didn't tell us when the harvest will come. But there can never be a harvest until there has been a planting. And I've come to understand, God's servant was teaching in the second service, and he talked about having a corn in your hand. And what the Holy Spirit ministered to me was that no corn grows in your hand. No seed grows in your hand. If you hold a seed for the next five years in your hand, it doesn't grow. You must cast it. You must plant it. You must give it away for the seed to grow. A lot of us have held on too long to what we think we have. And it is not growing. It doesn't grow that way. There must be a seed time, a planting time for there to be a harvest for you. Praise the Lord. Primarily, why does God bless us? Now that you have planted, God now begins to give the harvest. Why does he give that harvest? The anchor purpose of wealth in the kingdom 
is for the advancement of God's kingdom. You know, I said earlier on, before now, you find us when a church wants to do a small project, they will print envelopes and give to every church member. There are some, they put special one. He said, give that one to big, big people. You go to your office, you follow your guy from door to door. Oh guy, you never give me that my envelope, sir. Well done, sir. And I just came to check the envelope. And even a non-believer, you trouble him and trouble him and trouble him. Now the question is, if this your God is so good, why can he not supply for you? Why do you have to come and beg me? But you see, the truth is God has supplied for every one of us. We have the capacity to do any project amongst us. The problem is the ability to lay it down. All of you, as we sit here, including me, there is no project this church wants to embark on that God has not put the resources in our hands. God will not ask from you what he has not first of all given to you. It's the ability to put down. A lot of us have been deceived that uh, pastors are collecting from the poor and getting richer. Pastors are only showing you the way. They too are practicing it like God's servant said in the second service. Every one of us we must practice it also or else we will remain at the mercies of people. Practice the covenant. It is to take care of the house of God. The major problem is we are always thinking of doing things of million of naira. Who sent you? Do the one you can at your level. God knows your level. Men may not know your level. They may see the way you are dressed. They may see the car you drive. And so when you give them 5,000 naira, they'll be wondering, so now 5,000 naira, this person will give me. That's not your business. You know your size. You know your level per time. Let them murmur. Let them feel uncomfortable. You just keep doing what you know is right. Go start from the small one. Practice it. When the rainy season, for instance, if you look around you, you can see dirty steps of people inside this hall. Don't you think the church will need some mop? Some towels to mop? Don't you think we we'll need beautiful foot mats at these entrances? How much does it cost? Say no, I'm waiting till when they want to build the building. I'm going to supply all the cement. We have not gotten there yet. Why not get a, a, a mason with one bag or even one mudu to patch the edges that are cracked around the church? See, don't go to look to do big things. Start from the small ones. Ah, communion. We have a lot of people coming in for communion. Hello, sir. I want to buy just one tin of communion bread. I want to buy one bottle of communion 
this thing. How much is it? This is the money. It is your level. It is a practice. Start from where you are. Praise the Lord. God blesses us primarily to be a blessing first to the kingdom and then to the world around us. God will not bless anyone in the kingdom beyond his commitment to the promotion of the kingdom of the earth. Haggai chapter 1 is a beautiful example. He said, many of you, as we sit here and as I'm talking to you, a lot of people are already catching vision of fantastic cars they are trusting God to buy. Some are catching visions of beautiful houses they want to live in. Now, Haggai chapter 1 says, a lot of you go and build those houses. Buy those cars. Like we heard, I think it was last Sunday, that somebody bought a new tire and got up to Phototech and the tire burst. Hmm. It is because you didn't think first of the kingdom of God. You're only thinking of your own. When, you, when God's own is done, he puts a security on your own. That's why a lot of people sleep in those houses and they hear voices in the ceiling from morning till night. People are chasing them in the dream up and down. You have only looked for beautiful houses for yourselves. What of the house of God? A lot of us have abandoned God. Yes, we are calling him every day to bless us. He may never hear you. Look for the small things to do. Start from somewhere. When you want to do big things, when you are not up to the capacity, you will fail. Your strength will fail you. But that shall not be your portion. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. What else? God will not bless anyone beyond, beyond his commitment to blessing the needy and mankind around him. Proverbs 28 verse 27. He that giveth to the poor shall not lack. But he that hideth his eyes shall have many a cause. Your ability not to lack is when you look for the poor and take care of them. <laughs> your sufficiency lies in looking for the poor and taking care of them. He that giveth to the poor shall not lack. But the one that hides his face, that pretends he did not see the poor, whether they came to you or not to beg, he said, that person will carry a curse. And the Bible says that he that giveth to God, or to the poor, lendeth to God. So when you are a giver to the poor, when you wake up in the morning, you have the audacity to tell God, you are owing me today, sir. Excuse me, sir. You are owing me today. Yes. He said, he that giveth to the poor, lendeth to God. And God said, when, don't tell him, go and come back tomorrow when he's in his power. To do it today. It is in God's power today to do anything. So when you take care of the poor, <laughs> you have the audacity to wake up in the morning and say, excuse me, Heavenly Father, you owe me today. You owe me today. And you cannot transfer it till tomorrow because you said that it's in your power to do it today. So this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. That's how it works. Glory to Jesus. We are, we are living with a lot of curses around us. Many of us want to prosper. We want to be wealthy. We are stealing government money. Stealing our employer's money. 
People believe these days that you cannot start your own business until you steal from your boss to go and start. What you are doing is simply catching a course. That's why there's a lot of courses in the land. He said the curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked. Somebody is begging you, sir, please release my paper so they can pay me for the work I've done. You hide it because you want him to come and give you a percentage. You are only collecting a curse. Something is one naira. You are adding and adding. You bend the cup of the gari, you hit it well. So it's not even the mudu. It's no longer one mudu. It's quarter mudu inside. And you think that is how to prosper? You're only carrying a curse. Be patient. You will get there. Be patient. Stop all this up and down, deceiving people here, deceiving people there. And you think that's how to get financial fortune? Fortune is a lie. You are only packing on curses. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 33. But that shall not be your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. So what are the covenant requirements for working in financial fortune? Number one, tithing. Tithing is 10% of your income. Your, when 1,000 naira comes into your hand, your tithe is 100 naira. Pay it first before you begin to spend the others. It's better. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things you are going to th- you think you will use the money for, they will become additions to you. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. He said, bring all the tithes. He said, in Malachi chapter 3 from verse 8, he said, you have robbed me. I said, oh God, how did we rob you? He said, in tithes and offering. What happens to robbers? He said, then, bring all your tithes into my storehouse that there may be meat in my house. You say you love God. You're working for the interest of the kingdom. But you don't want the work inside there to move forward. Your tithes and offerings in this church are being utilized appropriately. That's why we don't stand here to do lunching every Sunday. Some people are taking, administering it as it should be. Forget what you hear. Yes, in some places it may be different, but not here. The fact that there is a counterfeit means that there's an original. There's an original here. Praise God. Pay your tithes. What else? Give to ministries and ministers. This church now is opening everywhere. You go to your village. They've opened one branch there. Your room in the village is locked down. You're not using it. The church is looking for where to put the pastor. Give it out. You see a ministry in your village. It does not live in faith church. But they've been trying to build that place for years. If it is 10 bags of cement, you can give them to assist Go and assist them. You can take your own laborer there if you're not sure to use the money well. It's okay, Oga. Please, can I lift this side to, to Linter level? He said, Why not? You bring your own mason. They lift it up there and you go. If somebody sees it, he says, ah, Who did this one? He says, Somebody from Joss. He says, Okay, let me do this other side. And the work 
will be progressing. It doesn't have to be your church. It's the body of Christ. That's where we have a challenge today. We've divided ourselves. We are one. How come we have different gods, but we have the same devil? Praise God. Give to ministers. Now, don't be deceived. People are telling you that pastors are collecting from the poor. Pastors too are working hard, I tell you. They are working hard to make their own. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6 says, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. A, a car is a good thing. A house is a good thing. A land is a good thing. Cash is a good thing. To communicate back to the one who has spent time to ask God what to say to you that will move your life forward. There's nothing wrong with it. The scriptures I'm reading, please. Open your Bible to Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6. You'll see it there. <laughs> Saul, in 1 Samuel chapter 9, in verse 6 and 7. Before then, his father's asses were missing. And one of the servants that went with him said, There is a man of God in this city. Whatsoever he says, come to pass. There is a man of God in Living Faith Church, Rantia. Whatever he says comes to pass. But so, let's go and meet him so that he will tell us where to find the asses. But Saul told him, he said, Kai, we cannot go to a man of God empty-handed. We must go with something. And then, he said, okay, put together, I have this, I have this, I have this, and they went to see the man of God. It was that encounter that placed Saul on the throne. That same encounter placed Saul by the anointing on the throne. If a biological father could ask his son to go and get venison for him to bless him, he should get the venison first. That's Isaac talking to Jacob, uh, to Esau. To go and get venison first before he can bless him. How much more your spiritual father? And after that blessing, the brother came. He said, Baba, bless me too. He said, oh boy, don't finish. Oh. The veni- kind of venison your brother brought, it was so sweet that, in fact, the man even said, he said, see, the smell of my son is as a smell of the field which the Lord has blessed. Hey! The thing was sparking his head. So he poured the blessing. And the brother, biological brother came. The father said, don't finish. That will not be your portion. In the name of Jesus Christ. He said, he that received a prophet in the name of a prophet, whatever reward God gives to that prophet, you are entitled to it. So giving to the recognized power when you see it. Don't allow it pass you by. The great woman of Shunem, we call the Shunammite woman, she saw Elisha go and come. She was visiting. One day she prepared a place for him. And her barrenness like today, that is covenant day of fruitfulness. Her barrenness came to an end. That same child, even after that encounter, died. It was still the same prophet that God used to restore that child. God is restoring grace to you. The giving grace is being restored to you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Well, as we close, don't forget... 
One of the reasons money does not stay in your hand, it looks as if it's magic money, is because you don't have a budget before the money comes. You just spend money. That's what they call the major and the minor. Make your major budget, make your minor budget. Any income that comes, attack the major first. The minors will take care of themselves. So when money, sometimes you think, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. But when you see the money, it is when the money has finished, you realize that you didn't even touch the thing you thought you were going to do. There was no budget on ground. Check your spendings. Check how you spend. Check how you use money. How much do I spend on feeding in a in month? How much do I spend on recharge card in a month? You may need to cut down some spending. Say, oh no, this month I have overshot my budget on recharge card. So there may be no calls for the next two, three days. It's discipline. Financial discipline. How do you think the men who got to the top got to the top? They were not eating with their both hands. The Bible says whatever God gives to you, there's the one to eat and there's the one to sow. Don't eat everything. Make a budget. What you don't have, you don't need it now. He said, my God shall supply all that you need. So if it is not, he has not supplied it, you don't need it. It's a want. Find something also to do. He said he blesses the works of our hands. He doesn't bless emptiness. Forget that you have a master's degree. If it is plumbering work you can find now, jump at it with joy. So that God can have an avenue to bless you. And then be patient. We are too much in a hurry these days. The Bible says, he that believeth shall not make haste. Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 16. If you believe that God will bless you financially, you will not steal. Don't make haste. Be patient. Your time is coming. There were times some of us had just one shirt. We washed it very well and ironed it. You wouldn't know if I don't tell you now. Nobody's looking at you. Take it one step at a time. You will get there. One step at a time, you will get there. Very shortly, you are the one delaying your prosperity. You are the one. And then be content. Godliness with contentment is great gain. First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 6. Be content. Be content. What you don't have should not hungry you. Be content. You will get there. You see chicken in somebody's food today. You don't know how far he has come in his relationship with God to get to that point where he's eating chicken now. You to be patient. You to eat it in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Can we please rise to our feet as we receive grace? Father, I take fresh grace this morning. I take fresh grace this morning for financial prosperity. I take grace to lay down. I take grace to lay down. I receive grace to lay down. I receive grace to lay down. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. In Psalm 112, from verse 1 to 2, he said, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. He does not take what does not belong to him. He waits for God to give him, no matter how small. It is sweeter. He said, His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. That means he will have children. And they will not just be ordinary children. They will be mighty children on the earth. 
And then the generation of the upright shall be blessed. He said, wealth and riches are in his house. If you are not born again, God does not entrust his wealth to wicked people. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked. The unbeliever to God is a wicked person. So if you are not born again this morning, this is the time to run here now to Jesus Christ. He is releasing the grace for financial prosperity to his people right now. You want to be a part of it? You are not born again. Please rush out to the front here. We quickly pray for you and God releases the grace upon your life and destiny.